Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here and I am joined by Ela Crane and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can reach out to us with any questions, ideas, comments, anything you'd like to add to the show at our email address, which is podcast at peacefulease.com. You can also keep up with Ela and all things Peaceful Ease at the website. Peacefulease.com is the website where you can visit. Ela, welcome back. It's so great to have another conversation with you. Hi, Mario. It's nice to see you too. I'm excited about today's episode because we were just talking about some things we always get on and talk about what we want to bring to listeners or where we want the conversation to start. And we kind of just let the flow take over, but this is an exciting topic. And being that it's the end of January of a brand new year here in 2020 at the time of recording this change is such a big topic and it's something you brought up and it really got my wheels spinning about how do we create change? How do we create sustainable lasting change? And it's such a big topic. It's such a broad topic, but it's something that I'm super excited to chat with you about and dive into. Yeah, especially when we were talking about earlier this month about change with New Year's resolutions and also what I've been doing personally, my personal change. I think this is a good time to kind of recap that topic because it's the towards the end of the month here in January. And most of our resolutions may be a bit unstable by now. I think that's very common that we start the new year with huge expectations. Maybe that's one of the problems that we have such huge expectations. And then gradually and slowly feel overwhelmed by the weight of these expectations. And I would like to mention one thing that captured my attention the other day if I set intentions and if I set training schedules for whatever this could be like gym this could be meditation this could be reading this many books if I see like rather than a set goal if I set myself to train if I create a training schedule I stick with things longer than the other way around and I think the difference is if you set an intention you don't really have the burden of expectation so the intention is can grow as much as it can as much as you water it as much as you care for it as much as you have the reasons to create that change or get rid of that bad habit or create a new habit but a goal is something more like that you can miss or you can hit and it's kind of narrow. Whereas with intention, you have more possibilities. 
and with a training schedule, with a, with a schedule to do things. It could be just taking a check mark like every day that you did do this or you didn't do that bad thing that you didn't want to do. It kind of helps you train yourself rather than feel like you failed or you succeeded, but that success has to be repeated every day. Otherwise, it will be a failure immediately. Does that make sense? It does. And it's so interesting to me at the beginning of the year, especially when we talk about change. I mean, well, the first thing I want to talk about with change, or the first thing I'll mention is in recent episodes, as you went through this whole year that you went through, actually, once you left LA and you've been traveling and you've spent a lot of time on your own within yourself, you've changed a lot. And I can feel that. And as I mentioned in the past on the show, I can feel that energy just from us speaking in our interactions. And one of the things you were very adamant about in the previous episode is that people can change. We can change anything about ourselves that we want. And I hear this belief a lot from other people that people never change. Do you hear that? People say that a lot. They say, oh, they'll never change. That people don't change, you know, especially when it comes to like a significant other or past behaviors. The typical belief is that people don't change. They may change their behavior for a certain period of time, but then they always go back to their old ways. Why do you think people hold on to that belief so strongly that people can't change? I think it's a partially uh, true belief that it's hard to change for us or for others because it involves doing something in a completely different way. So, like, let's assume you want to lose weight. You have to do things in a completely different way than you've been doing to lose weight, and you wouldn't know it's, there's no guarantee that it's going to work you can try different diets you can try different exercises and it may not work I mean there is some science to it but you may not be able to keep it it may be too much of a hard work so change is really hard in that sense and it's unpredictable and it's different and we react to different things you know we want to stick with our comfort zones we want to stick with things that we know so when we are offered to do something differently we have this resistance generally it's just human nature and to overcome that resistance is you know just like the beginning of the work and when you overcome that resistance you begin actually the process of change which will take maybe weeks maybe months maybe years The change I experienced at the beginning of this year, as we speak, or at the end of last year, has been kind of cultivated, not only during the past six months, but maybe during the past five years. So I'm seeing the fruits of it now. But I didn't know five years ago what kind of fruits I would be collecting. I had some seeds in my hand and I had faith I put them in soil and I watered the plant and it turned out to be this kind of a tree. So it was a bit of a gamble. So in that sense, it would have been easier for me to stick with my old ways. But we change things when the fuel behind the change is just on fire. What I mean is like there is no other way. When we are fed up with the way maybe things are, the way we react, the, the, the way we make the same mistakes again and again. And until that moment of fire, we just repeat things. 
you know, change a tiny bit, change this corner, change this edge, change the tone of the color of the relationship, but not the entire relationship, just because it's a lot of work. And what's the other option, the, the other side of change is unknown. So if you end a relationship that you're not happy with, well, what's there? You don't know if there's going to be a better relationship next. So it's always a risk. So we try to stick with what we have and try to see the good sides of what we have, which fits together with the gratitude practice, but then it can also be a quicksand where you are just stuck in a not-so-pleasant relationship or situation or an inner dialogue with yourself. So I think it starts with the belief, right? You have to really believe that you not only can change, but when you do change, that better things are going to come, that it's a possibility, that things can get better. You can, and you're worthy of, having the things you want, creating the things you want, whether it be losing weight, whether it be quitting smoking, whether it be a new relationship that actually feeds you as opposed to drains you. You have to have that belief. And then I guess my next question is, you know, and we talked about this a little bit previous to recording this episode, but I noticed something because I go to the gym quite frequently. It's one of the ways that I relieve stress. It's something that I actually enjoy doing. And it's just part of my identity now that I, I go to the gym five days a week on a consistent basis. And, you know, there's a bunch of us that we call ourselves quote unquote regulars, meaning we're there all year long. We're there consistently. We get to know each other because we see each other on a consistent basis. And it's funny because we all talk about the beginning of the year. Like January is probably our least favorite time to be at the gym just because it gets so incredibly busy. You have to wait for machines. There's people who don't know what they're doing, getting in your way. And, you know, it's fine because you want to encourage people to go and to be healthy and to create a healthier lifestyle. But what's frustrating is all of these people come in January, but by mid-February, it's all of the regulars again. It's like they show up. And, and you would think that when someone sets a new intention or sets a resolution at the beginning of the year, that it would be probably the best time to make those changes because more people are changing at that time than any other time of the year. If everyone changes together, you would think there would be increased support there would be an increased energy around it and wanting to change and wanting to create that and keep that chain. But it seems like if you look at the numbers, New Year's resolutions have a very, very high failure rate. And it seems like it's probably the worst time to actually, if you want to create a sustainable change, it's probably the worst time to try to do that. You're probably better off getting your gym membership in April or May than you are in January if you want to consistently go to the gym and exercise. And that's just one example. But it's so funny to me that when it should be, when common sense, when logic tells us that this should be the best time to institute a change like that because everyone's doing it, because people supporting one another, because the energy being what it is, it's actually one of the highest failure rates. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, that's interesting. It could be so many things. I mean, I can only contemplate. One question that comes to my mind is like, why do we care so much about New Year's resolutions? I mean, isn't it interesting that we also have 12 months a year, yet we, nobody talks about new months resolutions? Or we have 52 weeks a year and nobody talks about new weeks resolutions. So it sounds like all our hopes are pushed to the beginning of a new year. 
And that would be a lot of change at once to handle. So instead of like taking baby steps, we push everything to January and expect to change everything at once. This could be one reason, but like we want to lose weight, we want to become fitter, we want to quit smoking, we want to stop drinking alcohol for a month, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want a new relationship, we want a pay increase, and everything we can control or we can't control is all there in January. And this would be kind of a shock to our system in a way, if even if all these changes happened simultaneously, I think it would be a kind of shaky experience. So I wonder why we don't think about splitting these goals or expectations or these changes throughout the year and take each month, each week, or even each day, or even each hour as new. We can even say each moment, because I once heard the saying, Every moment is a vertical moment. So if you imagine a second, like we imagine time as like this, a timeline on it, speaking of like digital visuals, we see time like a timeline that passes and is continuous. But if you think about every moment as vertical and independent than the next moment, that changes a lot. That means that every moment we can recreate a new us. Every moment we can start from scratch. We can start new. But then if we see this timeline of 365 days where we cannot change ourselves, where we feel powerless, where we are overwhelmed, and then here comes January, I think that's a lot to expect from ourselves to achieve in one month. And also, I feel like our intention with change should always be something internal. Like, you may want to lose weight, but why is that? If it's to look good to others, or if you want to feel like you you can just fit into smaller size clothes and then feel more confident because you may think you would be accepted more or liked more or loved more, this will create kind of eventually, sooner or later, a disappointment because the way people accept you is nothing to do with your weight. It's something to do with how much you accept yourself. I know people who are well underweight and not happy with who they are. And I know people who are well overweight and very happy with who they are and very joyful and have very good social skills and loving family and friends. But it's about like making sure that that intention is something internal and that's something that makes sense for us, that fulfills us internally not just like externally. So it's really important to be aware of why we want to change. And then comes the belief that we can change, which we addressed earlier this month. And then comes the realization that we are powerful, capable enough to change anything about ourselves. 
Does that make sense? It does. Let me ask you this question, because this is something that you kind of touched on at the beginning of your explanation there, but it's something that I always wonder. It's kind of a paradox, so I don't know that we're going to come to a resolution here, but it's fun to talk about. How much do we really control? When it comes to change, when it comes to life in general, I mean, on one hand, we feel like we're in control of everything that we do, our own actions, how we show up, what we think about. But then on the other hand, you say, well, I really can't control that much. Things happen, life happens, things happen to us. In one hand, you say, I'm in control of everything and I take full responsibility. On the other hand, it's like God, grace, the universe, whatever label you give it is really what's in control. I'm just here to follow along that path and, you know, trust in that and go in the direction in which I'm meant to go and fulfill my own potential. How much do we actually control when it comes to change and becoming that type of person and living out our lives from day to day? Thank you for the impossible to answer question. <laughs> I, I told you it was a paradox. Yeah. It's fun um, to talk about. It just, the way I see it is like this. And I like the way that you said, you know, on one hand, we are like this. On the other hand, we are like that. I see it as shaking hands with this external power that is greater than us. You call it God, universe, life, spirits, however you like. But I believe each time I would like to change that I can only do so much and the rest has to be done by this power has to be enabled allowed and sometimes i have to do 90 percent, and that power does 10 and it's done and sometimes i do 10 percent, and just life brings the right people to me opens the right doors things happen and it's done and sometimes i do 90 percent, and it's not done you know i can't get it done and sometimes I don't even have the intention and sometimes it just happens, you know. It's kind of very random. And in this chaos, I would like to think this way. If the change I'm aiming for is the right change for me, for my family and for the society I'm a part of, I live in, if it's going to be beneficial, it cannot be perhaps beneficial for everyone, but if it will create a greater good then it's meant to happen and that I will be supported and if I try something really hard and it doesn't happen perhaps that's not the right path for me now we talked about beliefs before in an episode and I would like to say that this is just how I make sense of life you could always say that well the fact that I believe if things don't work out, it's better for me is a kind of mechanism that explains life to me, which is probably true. So if I fail at something, I really wanted that, but I cannot achieve that, then I think it's not good for me. This could be a protective mechanism in some sense, but then it benefits me instead of disheartening me, making me feel weak, making me feel useless. I just go, okay. This is not the right path for me. What else can I offer? What else can I do? What else can I change? So it really comes down to your beliefs and how your beliefs help you interpret your life. I like that explanation a lot. It's your beliefs and how your beliefs help you interpret your life. Because 
like you said, it's the impossible question, but it's how much do we actually control? And I think it comes down to what you just said. It's what you believe and how your beliefs interpret it. And we can do what we can do. And we can, when we have an intention, we take action towards it. But there is, in my belief, my personal belief is, you know, you take action, you control the action that you take, but there is some percentage, like you said, that is not in our control, that either God, grace, the universe puts in your path, gives you the help. And to my personal belief is it's all predicated on the energy that we put out. If we put out energy and we want to make the change and we have the intention and we take action towards it, I believe that if it's something that's going to benefit the greater good or it's meant, quote unquote, meant to be, then the universe will facilitate that. If it's not, then another path will emerge. But either way, we go the way that we're meant to go. Mm -hmm. And also, maybe the word control is not the right word here. At least for me, it's not. Because the way I see life is not like something to control, negotiate, overcome, or anything like that. The way I see life is more like a river. And I'm on a little boat and I have my oars and I can go right and left and I can even try to go against the river but that's going to be quite hard so that's when I feel like if I try something very hard and if it doesn't happen that's how I like to see myself that I tried to go against the flow of the river and it just didn't happen, couldn't happen. But if I change my perspective and see, okay, where does life want me to go? And how can I steer with the flow of the water? And then things become more and more effortless. So instead of like controlling the boat, controlling the river, I feel like, how can I be, I think like, how can I be more in flow? Because I do believe that there's a greater purpose and sense, but I'm not sure what that is exactly for each of us. But yet if we keep that faith within us and steer accordingly, we get to find that. And it doesn't have to be a huge battle. There are people who fought huge battles with a sense of ease. And I think because they were going with the flow of the river. I love the way that you explain that. And I love flow and getting into flow and going with what feels right and seeing where that ends up. And this whole conversation has been very beneficial, especially for this time of year. The timing seems like it was absolutely perfect for me anyway, with the new year starting. And don't put pressure on yourself, I guess was my takeaway, to have to change right now. If there's something that you want changed, then go ahead and start making those changes. But don't say just because it's a new year, I have to change this or I have to go do this. Because if you force yourself and you push, just like you said, paddling against the river, it's really, really hard. But if you go with that flow and it feels right, then change will come more naturally and more easily and you'll find help. The universe, God, grace, energy will help you facilitate that change as opposed to you feeling like you're pushing against it and battling it. So thank you so much for this topic, Ela. Thank you for everything that you shared. Is there anything you want to leave listeners with? Um, just don't beat yourself up if you're unable to change right now at the level you wanted to change. Change is difficult. And even appreciating that will create this ease around whatever you want to change. And just take baby steps 
you have a whole year, a whole month, whole week, whole life to change. So just be easy. Be easy. That's a great way of putting it. I love it. And I want to remind everyone that you can join in the conversation. You could share your thoughts and ideas around change or share with us some area of your life that you'd like to change or that is you know, just coming up in your mind around change. Podcast at PeacefulEase.com is where you can do that. Keep up with us and everything PeacefulEase at the website. PeacefulEase.com is that site. Ela, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to speak with you on the next episode. Thank you, Mario. And thank you for listening to us, everyone. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.